Welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. Hello, we are back. Brand new year, same us. New year, same us. Yeah, more of you and me in 2023. Just what you guys wanted. Yeah, (laughs) you've been begging for it. Um, So we are back with, we thought we would do just kind of like a fun first episode back of the year kind of episode to do so like we thought we would yeah just a one-off off chit chat we don't need to dive too deep yet we're we're still getting to know 2023 you know that's right that's correct so we decided to look into like famous firsts which of course you know like we always have to do the more obscure thing we can't just stick with like the famous, famous, famous firsts, which we all know, because it's like, we all know about the first, like, man on the moon. Yes. First man (laughs) on the moon. Exactly. Or do Um, that really happen? (laughs) (laughs) Or do we really know who the first man on the moon was? No. Think about it. First conspiracy (laughs) theories. Although I love a good conspiracy theory. Um, Oh, we do. We do. But yeah, no, these are definitely weird, obscure ones. Some of them I'm like, oh yeah, I, I never had wondered about this, but why, why not? Why had I not wondered about this? You know, um, some things are, you know, things we use in everyday life. Some things are, you know, could be considered obscene. Some things could be considered funny. Like, yeah, it's just a random list. A lot of the, um, a lot of the information we found from this Reader's Digest article that had like famous historic firsts. So um, you can give that a googs if you want. Um, and if you have some famous first that you guys want to share with us, you can drop us a line at famouskateandliz at gmail.com. And that's Kate with a C and famous at famouskateandliz on Instagram. Yeah. That was so good. I like want to give you a round of applause. Because <laughs> I, like, I couldn't have like thought to say it <laughs> just like the right way. So we haven't like, I haven't talked this much in a while. <laughs> I know. I've missed you. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you guys, uh, let us know if any of these surprised you and um, let's get into it. Let's, let's jump into the new year, kick things off with our first episode of 2023 with some famous first. Do you want to start? Yes. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> I would be honored to. So Kind of one of the ways I think we thought to do this episode was because I saw on this history Instagram page, I think it's called like, um, oh, I don't remember what it's called now. (laughs) Well, there's this, there's this, um, it's called at revived history. So that's on Instagram and it's a good, it's like a good follow. Like it gives you kind of like all these random historical facts kind of um it's a good one it's a good one to follow yeah Um, those things that just give you the quick quick facts yeah yeah of like this random event you're like cool that's like a new thing love to learn something new so scrolling see this and it says the first nudes ever like sent really and this was in 1828 So I see this like, it's like a Victorian painting. It's a painting. Right. (laughs) We've all seen historic Victorian paintings that are nude, like everywhere in museums everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. 
I mean, we did a whole episode about it, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a woman. Her name was Sarah Goodridge, and she was an American painter who sent the first ever nudes in modern history. It is reported that she was in love with a man called Daniel Webster, an American lawyer and politician. She met Webster um, as she painted portraits of him. So she was like painting, commissioned to paint a portrait of him, meets him. When Goodridge uh, first met Webster, he had a wife and three kids. This did not stop the painter and the politician from having an affair. Mm -hmm. Webster's wife died in 1828 and Goodrich became hopeful that she could marry him. And it was a trend at the time for a person to send their lover a painting of their lips, eyes, hands, or even face. But Goodrich went all the way by painting a portrait of her bare breasts Ooh. and sending the artwork in the mail to Webster. Oh my God, what a hustle. So, <laughs> Just kidding. I know. <laughs> she was obviously proud of her rack, so. <laughs> yeah, and I will post the picture from like the site that I saw yes um so Webster married another woman from a wealthy family but did continue to see Goodrich throughout his life oh. so that's like a, an update <laughs> and um uh, well can too soon you know like <laughs> I know I know so while um, countless pieces of art show naked women before 1828. It's thought that this is the first ever like self-portrait of a woman painting her breasts for another person's viewing pleasure. See, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I guess that's what makes the it's the intent around it, right? Like the painting, because like there was yeah, just paintings for museums or and display in people's homes and stuff like that. But this was done intentionally to send to another man that she was trying to like get his you know attraction of so his attention yeah I think she got his attention yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna guess there so that's my little first first I love that. um like we yeah, said we're just kind of doing like little dabbles into mm -hmm. these first historic events that's how we got the idea because we were like oh first um uh, first nudes first porn scent um whatever first um not dick pic but boob pic <laughs> you know I mean it's it's like spawned so many things really yeah um yeah so yeah so I just picked a, a few random ones that interest me this first one was um the first person to walk all the way around the world um it just like stuck out for a stump <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course, Forrest Gump came to mind, but my dad had a friend who hitchhiked around the world. Um, oh, really? Yeah, after, like, a war, um, you know, it was just, like, one of those things, like, people did, and um, this guy I just was really interested in. I feel like, yeah, he probably inspired Forrest Gump and some other tales, but... Um, on October 5th, 1974, American Dave Kunst walked back into um, Waseca, Minnesota from the West after having walked out of it from the East nearly four years earlier. So um, he completed the first round-the-world journey on foot, which took four years and 21 pairs of shoes to complete. Um, oh, my God. It was 14,500 miles um, across all the land masses of four continents. So no... Um, wow no oceans were counted you know um, yeah Makes sense. <laughs> unless he could walk on water literally on every ocean <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so he left his hometown of, um, I think it's pronounced Waseca, um, Minnesota, on June 20th, 1970. Um, and near the end of his journey in 1974, he finally explained the reasons for his epic trek. He said, I was tired of Waseca, tired of my job, tired of a lot of little people who don't want to think, and tired of my wife. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this man's just like has zero fucks to give at this point and is just like walking around the world. And I bet a lot of us feel like this sometimes. Like I just want to give it all up and just go for a walk and never come yeah. back. Um yeah. yeah. I think everybody could agree that they've had <laughs> at least one moment like that. <laughs> totally. He uh, also raised money for UNICEF during his trek by getting like sponsors. So like that's very much, you know, similar to Forrest Gump and stuff like that, I feel like. Um, so he was doing some good with it. Um, he was also accompanied by his brother, John, in 1972. And this is crazy. Like um, his brother, John Kunst, was shot to death by bandits when they were walking in Afghanistan oh. and Dave was wounded um yeah so after that happened they went back to minnesota where dave recovered and then he traveled back to afghanistan and continued walking from where he had stopped and like oh my god and he continued with his other brother peter um but peter had to later drop out for health reasons so dave was the one who completed the trek um, alone back to Waseca on October 5th, 1974. Isn't that crazy? Whoa, that is crazy. Like how did That's he- a crazy story. Why aren't we getting this man's life story on a docu-series? Seriously. Um, so yeah, I need to know more. Um, but yeah, like I, I need to know like what happened in Afghanistan. Like how he was found. How did he get back to Minnesota? You know, why? And then he wants to yeah. go back and complete this. He must really hate his wife I don't know (laughs) this is the story I want to see in a movie yeah totally so other people have like claimed like that they um were the first people to walk around the world so uh, another guy and another American George Schilling said that he did it about 100 years before but it was never verified um and another American Arthur Blissett holds the record for the greatest distance walked um and the most countries visited um, since 1969, he has been walking, he has walked more than 34,500 miles and visited 290 countries on six continents, all while carrying wow. a 12 foot cross and preaching. Oh my God. Damn. That's a penance. Like, I don't know what he did, but like, that's yikes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this also, I think is a good time to mention how like, this, of course, is all based on, like, white people yeah. history. So, yeah. like, that's the part about a lot of famous firsts that kind of annoy me because it's, like, they're not the first person to do that. Like, in the history of mankind, it's only been recorded from colonialism, like, times, it basically. Verify it, like they were saying. You yeah. Know? Yeah, we don't have written record so precise back to, like, the beginning of mankind. Yeah, no, totally, absolutely. So take these, like, with a grain of salt, for sure. I'm There's probably, yeah. You know, and some things, like, you obviously need 
transportation for, right? Like he needed to get across like the oceans to get to the other content <laughs> continents, you know, and whatnot. But, right. But yeah, so like, so, like it probably couldn't have happened, you know, too much earlier. I don't know. But we don't know. We don't know. We weren't there. <laughs> we weren't there. Exactly. But you know what? I want to know about the John Coons, or I'm sorry, the Dave Coons story. Um, and yeah, so that was the first one I came across. I'll hand it back to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that one was so interesting. Seriously. I want to see that in a movie. Excellent. Excellent choice. Um, okay. So then my next little mini dive is about the first strike. Oh. And of course this was the first documented Right. Strike in history. Everybody and it's thought to be, <clears throat> yeah, and it's thought to be, um, it's thought to be that held by the craftsmen working on the Royal Necropolis at Dier el Medina in the mid 12th century BC. So they were basically people building this mm-hmm. huge building complex. So the workers basically. And it says, although slaves were carrying out much of the work on ancient Egyptian structures, many paid builders and craftsmen were brought in to make up the workforce basically. And I don't know who else has seen that FIFA docu docu series, but um, they should have all went on strike and stopped building that stadium that killed like so many yeah, no, that looks good. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good, yeah. But it's like, oh my God, they're still putting these workers into such horrific work conditions. Yeah. And for all those super rich people to go enjoy their entertainment of soccer being played in the stadium, you know, it's just like so fucked. So, you know, that sort of stuff is still going on. But so this was back in the 12th century BC. Um, so under the rule of Egyptian Pharaoh Ramses III, the workers grew, um, resentful about their insufficient and late rations. So they threw down their, their tools and stopped working basically. So they organized what probably would have been the first ever sit down protest in history, um, which they carried out in the mortuary of like his, you know, under Ramses. So I guess, I mean, I'd rather choose a happier place to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very solemn place to be sitting. Yeah. So they did a sit down protest. Um, and the event is recorded in a single papyrus, which details the workers complaining that quote, the prospect of hunger and thirst has driven us to this. Uh, So yeah, like we're hungry and thirsty denied mm-hmm. we're we're gonna die in under these work conditions so we might as well just sit here in the face of you regardless of what the punishment might be like that's how bad it is basically so after negotiations with the local officials the strikers were eventually granted provisions and agreed to return to work in fact their aid their wages actually went up and um a lucky escape as it could be assumed that a pharaoh wouldn't put up with rebellious subjects mm-hmm. in a reasonable manner. So it's like, wow, they really did come together and get something done about it. 
um, the ruler actually didn't kill every single person that defied them. Well, yeah. And just like thinking about like, you know, just the civil rights movement of the sixties and like the sit-ins and that and how it's all Mm -hmm. traced back so long ago. Yep. Yep. Totally. So I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. First. Yeah. So what's your next first? So uh, mine, I'm going to get a little dirtier. Um, My first, (laughs) next first is the first roll of toilet paper. Um, Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever like, a lot of people have this like argument maybe about which way to put toilet paper. I don't even, and I don't even notice, but like some people really care. Oh, it has to be over. Over, not under. Okay. That's over. Says too. I like literally yeah. do it every, I don't even notice when I'm doing it. I, sometimes it's over, sometimes it's under, like there's no consistency. Oh my God, you're insane. You're an insane person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just had to ask you about that. But um, okay, first roll of toilet paper. Back in the day, sailors used to use the frayed end of an an- anchor cable. Um, oh, fancy. Yep. Early Americans used corn cobs, newspapers, leaves, and pages from uh, Sears Roebuck catalog. (laughs) I was going to say, I think the first toilet paper is leaves, right? Or like your hand, really. (laughs) Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Royalty used lace. So that's fancy. Um, Oh, my God. That's so fancy. And wealthy people in many countries used perfumed wool. Um, But yeah, so there's been all these different things over time. Um, But today you can probably thank Joseph Gaiety for his modern sanitation miracle, toilet paper, um, which he did in 1857. He invented the first toilet paper um, that was like the precursor to what we use today. Uh, And he named it medical paper. and his name was printed on every sheet, every oh. square. <laughs> oh, my God. So people were wiping their butt with his name. Gaty. Yep, exactly. And he claimed, which I think he was probably right about, he claimed that his invention was the greatest necessity of the age. So. I mean. Yeah. It made things a lot cleaner, I think. And yeah, more sanitary for sure. Um, so like in the 1700s in North America, people were still like wiping with whatever they had on hand. But in the 1800s, paper was becoming more widely available. And, fi- and you know, and then 1857 is when he um, patented his toilet paper. And he it contained aloe and it was sold in packages of 500 sheets for 50 cents. Um which seems expensive. I don't know. Don't know the conversion. <laughs> but like I don't know. I feel like that's like a month's salary, right? 50 cents. I'm really bad with numbers. <laughs> it probably was more of a luxury item. Right. You know? Yeah. Very, very good point. Um, so yeah. And just a couple other things that people used to use, like back in the day that I thought were interesting. Like, yeah, they definitely said the Sears catalog was a favorite of people's. Um, and then they finally started printing on glossy paper. So it didn't work as much (laughs) anymore. Um, and then, so the farmer's almanac used to also be like, um, nailed inside outhouses. 
And so oh. a farmer's almanac for people to like read and wipe. And so eventually the farmer's almanac started to sell it with a pre-drilled hole in the top because they knew that's what oh, people. Oh my God. They were going to like hang it in their outhouse. <laughs> yes. Like genius marketing. Like we know you're going to do that. So here you go. <laughs> that is so smart. Yeah. It wasn't until 1930 that the first splinter-free toilet paper was introduced. So, like, a lot of this paper was still pretty rough, you know, uh, getting splinters down there. Um, Oh, my God. Ouch. Yeah. And it was also new on the market, right? So, people were kind of embarrassed. Like, in 1980, or I'm sorry, in 1890, there was a German company called Hackle that, um, you know, sold toilet paper and they had the slogan ask for a roll of hackle if you don't want to say toilet paper so you know it was just kind of having to become more socially acceptable and probably at that time you had to ask the market manager or whatever to you know get you the few items that you needed instead of like a supermarket where you can pick it out yourself so oh interesting interesting toilet paper who knew (laughs) (laughs) so you can controversial you can thank Joseph Gaiety next time you gotta you gotta wipe. <laughs> wow. Thank okay. you. Back to you. Thank you for that tale. I do like a good toilet paper, you know? You can't you don't skimp on that. You gotta pay for the good stuff. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, okay, so my last first is something I found just quite interesting. So this is the first vending machine, which you're like, okay, whatever, no big deal. Well, the first vending machine apparently was made in like the first century. No. AD. Oh my God. Yeah. That old? Yes. First century. I mean, people love convenience. We've always been lazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I know we just do. We really do. Um, so sometime all the way back in the first century AD, Hero of Alexandria, so his name is Hero, okay. um, created the world's first vending machine using a coin and lever system, not unlike the ones used in early modern vending machines. Right. Um, So all the way up until these, you know, all electronic models that we're more familiar with now. But I think I can remember like when I was little, there would be like an old vending machine somewhere and it was like pretty much levers and like a machine. Oh, yeah. I feel like they look like old radios almost, you know, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like knobs and definitely levers. And I I just saw one when... um, like over the summer when I was in Detroit on a family vacation, we went to the Motown museum and they had an old vending machine in there from like the fifties. And that's exactly what it looks like. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So he was, um, you're like, okay, what's he putting in his vending machines? Cheetos? I don't think so. This is like first century AD. (laughs) The first Cheeto. (laughs) Yes. So, um, The purpose of his machines were to distribute controlled amounts of holy water at temples. And of course, of course, it's tied to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because people had been taking 
more holy water than they had been paying for. Of course, because so, people are the worst. Like, lazy yeah, yeah. and the worst for, since yeah. forever. Yep, yep. It's just a cycle. It's just a cycle. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That is so that's funny. the first vending machine. I mean, that's really all we know about it because... Wow. For your holy water. Yeah, you guys. Just, you know, see, now we have to monetize like holy water come on <laughs> <laughs> and people are stealing more than they should have right. taken in the first place like what are we doing here that is so interesting um yeah definitely never thought about that one um the my last one is something i never thought about either <laughs> the first pedestrian hit and killed by a car right um, oh my god this is so dark <laughs> so dark I know you I love how you did like the very like um ancient ones and I just like the dark like you know 1800 ones <laughs> I love that um yeah no so yeah I mean I think because right like cars had to start at some time so there was yeah. time for cars so uh, once cars started there had to be accidents unfortunately so I saw this one and I was like hmm I want to know more um because yeah unfortunately today's people get hit by cars a lot I was crossing the street the other day and someone was walking and almost hit me you know it happens oh my god it's so scary it's yeah, so it's horrifying are driving it happens all the time um so yeah, the first person was someone named uh, Bridget Driscoll, and she was struck down by a demonstration car on August 17th, 1896 in Great Britain. The car was only traveling at four miles per hour. <gasps> That's so slow. That could, like, do anything, but... That yeah. is so slow. Oh, no. That yeah. makes it so sad and so funny but like so sad because it shouldn't be funny but well, like so that's that so time, like they had just increased like the um they had just increased the the miles per hour limit from like two miles per hour to four <gasps> miles per hour like, <laughs> you can walk faster than that yeah. I know so it's like these were very like careful I feel like they were going very you know, slowly, but, um, so yeah, the car that, she, that hit her was, uh, its maximum speed that it could go was eight miles per hour. So, um, it had been deliberately set to four miles per hour, um, you know, which is the speed that, um, the driver, a man named Arthur James Edsall, uh, claimed to be oh, having been no. traveling. So he's like, it was set to four. I was only going four. His passenger, Alice, um, a, woman, a woman named Alice Standing, said that he modified the engine to allow the car to go faster. Um, but a different um, taxi cab driver examined the car and said it was incapable of exceeding 4.5 miles per hour um, because it had a certain type of low speed engine belt. So I think he was like lying when he was like, my car can go mm. eight miles per hour. Why? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> My car can go eight miles an hour. I don't want to brag, but <laughs> watch out. Um, so the collision happened just a few weeks after, like I said, um, Parliament had increased the the um, speed limit. 
Um, a jury returned a verdict of accidental death after an inquest that lasted some six hours of them deliberating. And um, the coroner hope, said that he hoped such a thing would never happen again. Oh, um, well, yeah, we wish. Yeah. I wish that was the um, case. Unfortunately, oh, that was, so was she, was she just like, I mean, I guess I could see if you're used to just walking across the street. But I mean, they had horse and carriages, so people knew to look like both ways, right? Yeah, it didn't really say, like, give the details, but she was with her friend and her teenage daughter. I don't know if I said that. Maybe not. Um, no. And she was in London near the Crystal Palace. And um, Oh, maybe you did say that. Sorry. No, I don't remember. No. But she, it, did, it doesn't give any more details other than that she was, like, crossing the street. So maybe it just, like, hit her at the right way or right, you know, time rolled over yeah or she just stepped right into the road without looking and was just like yeah who knows so i mean she really would have had to not been paying attention (laughs) i know four miles an hour can you imagine (laughs) Um, oh my god yeah so that caught my attention and you know poor bridget driscoll we're we're sorry that happened to her but um yeah yeah r.i.p but come on, man, crazy. Yeah, so those are that just was a good little roundup. That was yeah, a nice little. But now you buffet. guys are. You can go to a party or um, talk to your coworkers, drop some knowledge bombs on first. <laughs> you know, if you want to impress some people, you can talk about. We're just we're just giving you knowledge bombs here, people. So. Ninety speed limits, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I am dead. So funny. Well, um, that means that we have a new series coming up next. So we need some suggestions and recommendations. Please uh drop us a line on Instagram, like we said before, and um we will catch you next week. Yeah, catch you on the flip flop. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>